Hello, welcome to the show, everybody. Please give a big hello to Illuminati. I'm just gonna move this around. Oops, I'm already messing it up. Do you, do you, should I go by Illuminati? Is is that the best way to address you? Well, I, mean, you can call, I mean, my first name is Blair. I'm Blair, Blair's on. I, I'm Blair. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Blair. It's very nice to meet you. Um, it's great to meet you too. Thank you. I've got to. Um, I've got you maxed out. Is there any way you can turn up your volume more? And if the answer is no, no worries. I can. How, uh, is this better? This oh, is the, the loudest I can go. I have a really quiet mic, and I don't know why. No, this is this is perfect. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, awesome. Well, do you want to give everyone a, just a quick introduction to who you are and where they can find you on the interwebs? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, Hi, everybody uh, in the chat. I'm Blair or the Illuminati. Uh, You can find me on YouTube as Illuminati or on any major uh, podcasting platform. And I'm a channel that uploads three times a week. And I focus on looking at business scams and then um, also taking a look at corrupt people and businesses and just kind of doing um, a more calculated look into what they do versus more reactionary so i'm often a little bit late with stories but i try to at least kind of give the entire timeline since i do run a little late i know this is uh totally off topic but uh, who did your um your vtube avatar it looks like like next level there's like actual <laughs> animation in the background and everything yeah well the background is um i got it from Storyblocks. i just have a subscription with them and they you know give me a bunch of free video and stuff but mm-hmm. um <laughs> so that one's from that but my uh, VTuber was created by an artist named Tio Teku on Twitter. And then it was rigged by, um, oh no, I feel really bad because I'm forgetting her name right now. Uh, by Faye, uh, Faye2Folk on Twitter. And they cool. are fantastic artists. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess one of my first questions would be, what made you want to get into this? Like, was this how your channel started? Or uh, do you have a story like most people where your channel kind of evolved over time? Oh, yeah. My channel's been honestly through everything under the sun. Um, I started out, honestly, as a wig channel uh, way back in 2013 when I first um, created the, the channel. I did wig reviews of all things. I did Wait, you, literal wigs? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I did. I did wigs. Yeah. I, I reviewed human hair wigs and synthetic hair wigs and like beauty and stuff. That's what I used to do. That's wild. Um, and so uh, how did you I go started, from wig reviews to taking down conspiracy <laughs> theories? It's a long, long story. Honestly, I tried to do the, you know, like the over-exaggerated fake story times like Tana Mojo. So I made up a bunch of story times, tried to be a story time channel. Then I tried to be a daily ranting channel. And honestly, the thing that ended up getting the channel to take off is was kind of a last hurrah for me. And I was actually going to shut the channel down. Um, so it's really the most precarious timing that it happened the way it did. But um, I had a friend of mine. She lost a ton of weight. She went vegan. She was she hired a personal trainer. She went to the gym. And then when she lost all this weight, she started shelling for an MLM uh, or a multi-level marketing company called Thrive, which says you can lose weight by wearing little patches on your skin. Oh, neat. And I had seen other YouTubers kind of talk about this anti-MLM subreddit on Reddit. Didn't really know what it was. So I went through it. I picked out a few of the things and I made sure to do it like just in my voice. And I just sent it to her because at that point I kind of thought my channel was dead. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to create a new channel and make the type of content that I actually make now. Um, But I was going to make it over there. And And, um, well, I was going to say, what what did you discover about the whole multi-level marketing scheme? Oh, I mean, do you want the long answer or like the short answer? Well, I mean, for people who don't know, I guess, um, you know, uh, it's uh, my my understanding is it's a pyramid scheme, right? Well, yes and no. So a pyramid. So you have like um, like pyramid and Ponzi schemes and then you have um, direct selling on the other end. And then in the middle is something called multi-level marketing. And that's kind of how I best explain it. So in direct sales you're focused on selling a product and that's how you earn your commission. And when you're in a Ponzi scheme, it's recruiting people into your downline. And an MLM is this weird combination where you mesh those two things together and it creates what an MLM is, which is why a lot of people get confused as to what they are. Why some people go, no, this is legit. And other people go, no, this is just a pyramid scheme is because they take both elements. And the reason why this type of company gets in trouble so often um, really is because they teeter too far into pyramid territory and a lot of them end up getting shut down. 
Okay. I, I had a friend who was dating uh, someone who was in uh, multi-level marketing, but they were actually one of the few people at the top. So is is it one of those is it one of those things where you can make a lot of money if uh, you were able to scam a whole bunch of other people to sell whatever product you're all collectively trying to push? Yes. So you either make it into the company early or uh, on the other hand, you somehow make your way to the top, which usually is something 0.002% or something of people will actually make it to the top. There's a very, very tiny fraction amount of people that can actually do it. And you have to essentially sell people a dream that doesn't exist. And maybe a dangerous product. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So you made that video. Okay, I guess I should quickly ask, did it help convince your friend? Um, (laughs) She stopped selling Thrive soon after. I will say that. She did stop selling it. So I think that's a huge benefit. But... um, we we honestly had a bit of a falling out for about a year after that. And then we started reconnecting because she was really mad at me that I did that. And at the time, the channel had like 800 subscribers. So it's like no one really saw it or anything. But, um, you know, she was like, why would you say that publicly? And then when that's the video that started taking off, she was like, why would you, you know, do this? Was this like a plan or whatever? She's like, were you just trying to embarrass me? And I was like, no, I just, you know, I was just like, I just think you're, you're, smarter than that i just thought you had more brain cells in your head and you could do this and (laughs) you know and and be proud of your weight loss without you know trying to shell weird stickers to people hey at least it was stickers i know people who sell like actual um like you know faux medication and other things through uh multi-level marketing oh no that that's a huge problem um the amount of products that range in these companies is incredible I, i even someone gave me a hint recently in my discord server that there's like a even potentially an energy company MLM. Uh, so I'm learning all sorts of things every day. These companies continue to evolve and become something new and more terrifying by the day. Wow. Uh, so that video takes off and then immediately is one of those feedback loops where you were like, uh, this is something I want to make more content on because there's an interest in it. Or was it, you know what, maybe this is something that I've always wanted to start exploring is kind of doing takedowns of scams and other stuff like that. Yeah. So there was actually the channel. I was going to delete the Illuminati channel and I was going to create a second channel that's called Thinkology, which actually I've now recreated as of last year. Um, So I was going to dump the Illuminati name and go to um, this Thinkology channel and just do these kind of short scripts about things that I find interesting, which essentially is what I do now. So it kind of came full circle. Um, But for the first year, kind of in 2019, I was what was uh, called a Reddit channel. And I essentially reacted to Reddit content, but I realized like I wasn't super funny um, and I've never been a funny person for the record. So I would cover more serious topics and it just didn't do it for me. Um, I just kind of felt like I was on a loop and I didn't know where the loop was going to end. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do the thing I always wanted to do. And it's either going to like make the channel exciting or it's absolutely going to kill the channel. And I was like, I'm okay with either result. So I made the switch and um, it paid off somehow, but, um, you know, I was very well aware it, it probably should not have, I, my channel should have absolutely died and not become what it is now. <laughs> so the whole thing was a fluke. Um, it was, it was, are, are you one of the people who was doing YouTubing full time, uh, like, uh, immediately and just kind of like struggling to get by, or did you, uh, wait until the channel exploded? So, the explosion was so big that I don't think I have a standard trajectory Mm. like many, you know, uh, others have about their channel. And so what happened was um, I, I, the channel started making money. It's first month it made like $200. And at the time I had just graduated college and I was actually getting ready to take a job in Las Vegas. Um, And I saw what the YouTube analytics were saying. I was going to get paid the next month. And I was like, whoa, that's like, you know, a couple thousand dollars. I was like, that can't be right. So I kept trying to ask people, you know, other YouTubers, I was like, hey, um, is this like a normal amount? Like, is this okay? Like, is this standard? And they were like, yeah, no, that's, that's YouTube money. And I was like, oh, okay. So I, you know, against my parents' wishes, they were like, just go to Vegas, keep doing the YouTube thing and whatever. <laughs> um, and I turned the job down and I said, nope, I'm just going to do this. And so with the channel taken off, about 30 days after I just dumped it and I said, let's go full channel. Whatever happens, happens. I can find another job if this crashes in six months. When like this was just a series of probably 
bad decisions that no one should make for the rest of anyway. When did um when did you start to pivot to actually doing uh deep dives on a lot of uh let's just say uh colorful characters like uh you know your Tucker Carlson's or your your Alex Joneses? So okay, this one's kind of a complicated question. Um and I know I guess like that's as far as I go with talking about politics. I know, you know, you talk about it a lot more frequently. So I admit when you asked, um, God, I know this was from a couple months ago, I'd be like, hey, would you like to be on? I was scared. (laughs) (laughs) Politics and and live streaming about politics is something that um, there's a lot that I am still learning. And I think a lot of that goes back to how um, I viewed myself politically. I kind of saw it in the chat. I have the chat up on the side where someone's like, isn't she a libertarian? Um, No, Uh, I used to call myself a libertarian. And I didn't fully understand what that was. And that's to my mistake. It turns out I wasn't really very libertarian. I was just very confused. Um, and it's also okay. a journey, right? So, like no one starts out as X or Y or something like that. Well, they usually like they're, they're learning. very conservative. I'm you, sure you that's not talking. A lot of people are. Yeah. <laughs> we're raised conservative and then we change. Um, military family, very conservative. Um, and, and all of that. And I think it was around 2016 when, or 2015, when Trump was running for president, uh, something just started to click that I was like, this doesn't feel right. Something isn't right about this. And I don't know what, because I just wasn't versed in politics, uh, articulately enough to understand what was happening. But I said, something about this isn't right. So in the 2016 election, I abstained from voting because I didn't really know what was happening. And I didn't feel that it was responsible to vote for either party or any party, not knowing, you know, who or what I was exactly voting for. And I was like, you know what, you need to take this time in your life to just shut up and learn for once. So I was just reading and trying to do my, you know, research, trying to figure out what does this mean? What are the values and things that I like in life? And it turned out the thing that I valued puts me into a category. Um, I took some, I ended up taking just last year, this quiz that's like, what is your political thing and it's like that square the four squares Mm -hmm. and it put me in something called a sock dem i think is what i am okay so that's where it puts me now but um (laughs) i used to call myself a libertarian for years because i just thought that was all about you know living your life and and being able to do that so long as you don't infringe on anybody else and i was like you know what that's a good hands-off approach that seems okay and especially as this channel's grown and i've had more and more employees and freelancers that i work with i've learned how much a business can get away with Mm -hmm. and like how much shit they can dump on their employees and you get tax write-offs for doing like almost like bad things to your employees and i was like this isn't okay so i have like benefits programs for my employees and stuff that don't exist and i get taxed and fined for it essentially and i'm okay with that um because i feel that i'm doing what's best for me so yeah, I admit that I was saying that I was this one thing, but I didn't really understand what it was. And as I've become more educated, I've learned, you know, it, it's more about what is it that I believe? What is it that I want to see from my politicians, from my community and from my future? And that's where I need to align myself. So very long answer. Sorry. No, 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 no. That's it's, it's kind of fascinating because like I think sometimes people get too bogged down just on labels themselves. Right. Like if someone is to say to you like, oh, that person happens to be X immediately like, oh, well, no, we hate X. We can't speak to them or talk to them. Right. Um, and and I think deep down when people start to explore, I guess, in the way you have been and, and going through your own personal, I guess, political journey, um, you've tried to, to figure out where exactly do your like if, if you told me that being an, or the label of being a libertarian didn't fit you because you didn't fully understand what it meant it was probably the aspects of libertarianism that you did like right like something being like uh someone being like hey i don't think the drug war is a good thing for example something i hear from libertarians right right? or or people uh you know arresting someone just for smoking marijuana you know doesn't really vibe with me um so i guess what does that make me and then someone else would be like oh you're a libertarian i guess you know and then you might go down a road of being like but i also think that uh, you know, people should have access to hospitals if they can't afford it. And so maybe I'm not going to fall into that category. You, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's, that's, that's really fascinating. I, I'll be honest. I, I hadn't even thought of broaching uh, the topic of uh, politics or stuff like that because I was, I was pulling you on or I wanted to bring you on the show specifically because I, I really liked your content. Um, 
but that's uh, that's neat to find out. But then I guess that that brings me back to the original question I had: what um, what made you start kind of investigating people like Alex Jones? Well, it it doesn't actually have anything to do with politics, which I know that people that you know like Donald Trump and Tucker Carlson, um, they're going to go, "Oh, she's lying," and that's okay. Um, you can't make everybody happy every time you say a sentence. So um, I understand that. But um, what I started to look at was, especially with, um, so I've got the two series, the multi-level Monday that looks at kind of scams. And then I have corporate casket, which focuses more on businesses and business leaders. And what I started to see was there's a lot of trends, similar trends between a corrupt business person and a corrupt politician. And when you realize in the US how intertwined, unfortunately, those two types of individuals really are, it seems almost like neg- uh, negligible for me to to comment on what um, business people are doing without understanding or fully, you know, bringing to light why they're enabled to do that kind of thing. You know, and like with Alex Jones, for example, finding out that uh, Infowars, I believe, I'd have to look back at my research and it's not in front of me off the top of my head, but I believe they're almost as much of a supplement company as they are kind of like a broadcasting company. And I find that really interesting because supplements are kind of shit and I cover that a lot. So (laughs) to find that, I go, well, this is a business person who just the business happens to be talking about politics. And so then I go, you know what, that is in my sphere of things I can talk about. And it doesn't have to be necessarily political. I certainly don't agree with what they have to say, but I can take a look at what they ethically stand by and how they act in business. And those things are reflected in documents that I can get a hold of, take a look and scrutinize. So that's kind of where that transition came from. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the scrutinization of Alex Jones? Like, I know a lot of people might have uh, like a cursory understanding of the fact that Infowars sells a whole bunch of the most bizarre sounding supplements uh, you could concoct, right? Like Brainforce Plus and all that kind of stuff. But I don't know if they understand maybe to the lengths or depths in which that props up his entire empire. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things... Um, which was not so much the first episode we did on him. The first one we did in, I think, December was more about taking a look at Alex Jones as who he is as a person. And the second one we focused in, I think we called it more about Infowars instead. And when you take a look at Infowars and what it does, and you see that one, it has really no advertising streams anymore. It's very hard to get advertising going with you. I obviously have sponsored my channel. I know how that kind of revenue stream works. And that's where a vast majority of my money comes from too. Um, it's not really from, you know, YouTube advertisements or anything because, you know, a fourth of my videos get demonetized every month. So I'm like, whatever. It's more about putting the content out there because it's important. So I do need advertisers to help pay my team. It's not so much, you know, me, but I need to make sure everyone's taken care of and, you know, fairly appropriately and living wage and all that. So you look at someone like Alex Jones and his company, and what you see is someone who has to create their own advertising platform to market their voice, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So he has to, in a way, in my opinion, of course, he has to create these narratives that focus on, well, this is so bad. This is happening in the world. However, you can help make your life better if you buy this supplement, this product, this whatever. And he happens to own that thing too and own its production, its marketing and everything. And I think that's how he operates, which is something a lot of people don't get is he doesn't make money by just talking. He makes money by, you know, selling this crap quite frankly that just doesn't work or it's useless or it's just too many vitamins for your body and you're just going to um urinate it out so i I just find that really interesting a lot of people miss that and i go well you know he doesn't also say a lot of great things um like if you really look at those supplements there's not a lot of great information out there about them so you're putting unknown substances into your body because the yelly man told you so so that you can support his show. And it's just this really interesting format for a business that I just haven't seen, which is why it's so interesting. Politics aside and the turning the frogs gay thing and everything, but <laughs> looking at it from that point, it's so interesting just because I've never seen something like that where it's, um, you know, like the image where it's the the snake that's like eating itself. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like how I view his business model. And it's just so interesting. I, I just have never seen anything like that before. So that's why it's fascinating to me. Or maybe it would be in the opposite direction. The snake is just vomiting in some kind of circular motion. Honestly, um, 
Could be. <laughs> <laughs> with um with with Alex Jones, uh, I totally agree with you because like a lot of what he talks about seems to be keeping people genuinely afraid for a variety of reasons, but then also selling them the tools to survive the very things that he's inventing, right? Like uh, survivor gear, prepper buckets, uh, male vitality, uh, all all those kind of things. Um, in in all the the products that you were exploring, uh, I guess looking into the way his stuff works, uh, what were some of the the stranger ones? Oh God, um, I think it was at one point, and I don't know if it's still active. I think he was selling. Um, can I be like kind of explicit when I say this? I, can I just? Is, say you can just, be well, okay. You can be as explicit as you want on the show. You can say you know fuck and all that. There's just a, a list of of naughty words that Twitch doesn't uh, let you what? say. Obviously, slurs are not permitted. Also, okay, yeah, uh, that you know that includes those, the, the um, new the new c word is is banned as well. All that kind of stuff. But I, yeah, you can yeah swear away, say whatever you want. Um, Male enhancement pills. I'll just say that. Wait, what? That's that's, that's the taboo <laughs> sentence you're about to say. <laughs> I believe at one point he was selling some kind of male enhancement pill, and it wasn't explicitly labeled that way. Um, but it's side effects of some of those uh, medications. Uh, I don't want to say medications of those supplements uh, claim to have the effect that they will revitalize uh the male component during intercourse that i, that I revitalize <laughs> very nice I, I like that see that is a tactical choice of words right there um but then uh, the best one i got all day <laughs> going downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> but then um what did it turn out that it, it really was or did you even look into that um I, a lot of things with these types of ingredients right is when you don't explicitly say it which is what he you know, did. He's skirting around what it is, right? They're just enhancements. Um, that's not a word that's protected. So it's not a word that the FDA can really get involved in. It's the same thing that I've had, you know, episodes about on um, on my own channel discussing, you know, the word natural, how it's not a regulated word. So when you're dealing with someone who's selling under the guise of something that's not regulated, there's really nothing that the FDA can do about it unless it hurts somebody. So he kind of is in this secret little uh, nutritional supplement loophole where he can absolutely get away with this, sell it like that with just using clever phrasing. And no one can really do anything about it. We can call it out for what it is. But the people who are going to buy that from him do not want to hear anything that comes out of my mouth. So it's kind of a dead in the water point. It's more of just an awareness thing when I talk about it at that point, unfortunately. Is, is that how the law works around those kind of products? Like you can't actually stop it until it hurts someone? Yep, that's currently, um, it's not the same in Europe. Uh, the EU laws and stuff are totally different. Uh, but if the product can be sold in the US and it cannot be sold in Europe, chances are there's a banned substance or some kind of wording that's incorrect or claims that are saying that it can do something when there's no actual scientific study behind it to back that up. It's just someone saying nice words. That's 100% okay in the US as it stands. But, like, how far can that go? Like, say I wanted to start something called, like, uh, surf uh, vitality pills, and then all it was is I took a bunch of Tylenol and ground it up into a powder and then recapsulated it, and then I wanted to sell that in the United States. If it wasn't hurting someone, would it still technically be okay, even if it had no... Well, I guess that would be, it would have medical properties. Uh, right, it, it would have it. But if you took... Um, I don't know, if you wanted to create, you know, the, the surf supplemental pills... Mm -hmm. And all you did was you ground up um, a little bit of like, uh, I don't know, oregano and thyme and you put it into this little plastic cap and you go, take one of these every day. And you tell your whole audience, take one of these one a day and you'll become an alpha Chad, just like me. And <laughs> it, one sec, I got to write this all down. Slow down, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you notes right now. Okay, this is the next big product. Okay, no. <laughs> But um, if you were to do that and you say, take one a day mm -hmm. and then someone takes 20 a day and they end up getting hurt that's not your liability because you specifically have written in your instructions to take one a day however because someone has now complained about it now the fda can look into it and go well what exactly are in your ingredients you list on your label that you have you know thyme and mint and stuff but you never listed oregano and that person was deathly allergic to oregano why did you not disclose this so it's mm. one of those things where it's not until someone's injured do they care? I think it's a really messed up system. I wish there was a way better laws could be put in place around it. But as it stands, that's not accurate. And How, you can just get away with it until well, someone dies, really. 
Well, I was going to ask, didn't, wasn't there a discovery of like lead in some of his products? Like, why wouldn't yeah. something like that lead to him getting shut down or the store? I believe it was traces of both lead and arsenic. Well, even more reason then. <laughs> um, it's probably something that is being investigated, but the problem with the FDA, and as you've noticed with the way he treats lawsuits, he's not very forthcoming with information and holds things up in court for a long time. And with the FDA, unfortunately, they won't just clean up your judgment. So they will take the six, eight, 10, 12 years until they can solve something. Um, I think it's inefficient, but that is currently how they operate, unfortunately. Wow. So we don't have a choice but to sit and wait. That's wild. Um, I guess one of the next things I wanted to ask you is, and this kind of pivots from Alex Jones, is you also kind of look into, you know, conspiracies and stuff like that. And we live in, I guess, one of the most conspiracy ridden ages of all time. We just had, you know, the QAnon movement uh, grow to such incredible heights. And every day I'm hearing about something new. I mean, the flat earth almost seems like, uh, you know, uh, tame in comparison. Um, I'm, I'm curious, A, what what is some of the, the bigger... Uh, conspiracy movements growing, I guess, in America right now? Uh, and maybe, if you have an anecdote, one of the funnier ones uh, that people might not know about. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I have not been keeping super up-to-date with cults. Um, I did talk about QAnon briefly last year, and it's just a really weird spiral. I, I don't... How do I say it? Um, I'm deeply uncomfortable by going down the QAnon rabbit hole because I can look at it and I understand how easy it is to slip. And it it's not that I think I'm in fear of falling for QAnon policies. It's just uncomfortable how easy it is. Um, and I admit I've kind of taken a step back. Like I know uh, this weekend I'm going to be releasing a video about the 12 tribes, which some people call a cult. Um, but I've been honestly staying away from anything cult-like for a little bit. I just think that when there's these big things going on, like how QAnon blows up, there's a lot of little things that hide underneath the surface. And if you don't flesh those out and talk about those things, mm -hmm. um, then those things will fester into bigger problems. So while Q is doing its whole thing and and all of that, I think not a conspiracy, but just openly you look at, you know, American politics. What um, God, what is her name? The one that looks like the thing from Attack on Titan. Um, <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's okay. The Mar Sorry, you look at. <laughs> I'm so happy that's like a, a meme that's like running around the entirety of the internet and everyone knows it. <laughs> yeah, the, the Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, Lauren Boebert, and uh, Madison Cawthorn, I think is mm -hmm. his name. When when you look at like the three of them, you know, QAnon is scary, but you're looking at these types of people that enable it and give this scary thing power. And so I'm like, you know, if you don't bop them on the head and say, stop it, or, you know, in this case, we can't really stop them. So we can just continue to bring to light and criticize, you know, the bad actions that they do take. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that leads to far greater consequences. And I know I'm just one voice out of a sea of millions, but um, that's at least like my personal stances. We have to bring more awareness to what is currently acting like lights to moths, like what's bringing people in and why. And if it's bad, let's dismantle it. Do you so, yeah, feel I haven't been keeping up on cults, unfortunately? Well, I was going to ask, hey, uh, can you can you talk a little bit about the 12 tribes? Because I'm not even really familiar with what that is. And then B, um, do you feel a certain set of responsibility, I guess, at this point, seeing as how you have such a massive channel on YouTube uh, to try and focus towards uh, maybe aspects, whether it be, you know, exposing Alex Jones's pill scams all the way to. Uh, you know, uh, someone like I, I really liked your recent video on Tucker Carlson and, and some of the stuff behind that. Uh, does that also kind of like bear on your focus? Oh, absolutely. So for 12 tribes, I'll get that one because that's pretty easy. Um, there's I, I think they're only in the U.S. right now. I don't know if they're in Canada, but um, you may have seen delis pop up around your cities called uh, Yellow Deli. And Yellow Deli is run by this group called 12 Tribes. And I'm not going to outright call them a cult. Um, they have not been officially labeled as one. And so obviously I don't want anyone getting trouble for, um, you know, claiming something definitively. But um, people have claimed they're cult-like. And they have a very intensive history of child abuse, which is well documented, um, of even just a couple years ago, beating children for hours with rods. Uh, it was something that uh, was in their German branch. And some uh, a reporter was able to put a, a camera in the boiler room where they secretly recorded, I think it was 80 different children being beat 
for hours until bruised, bloodied, scarred. Um, and those children were taken away. But then they apparently smuggled some of these children, I believe it was to Austria, in an attempt to hide from the German government. So they're not pleasant by any means. But here in the US, um, the interactions like up in Denver and everything, it's called the Yellow Deli. And I think that's what they go by everywhere. I have a writer in New York, and she used to go frequent the Yellow Deli. And then we started researching this. And she was like, Oh, my God, I can never go back <laughs> because of what it supports. But they're super nice. And um, they're, they're real nice to you. And the point is, they want to be really nice. And they want to be very close by to college universities where potentially, you know, malleable freshmen lie in wait. Um, so they can share the news of their religion and their organization and suck people in that way. But the truth is, it's very controlling. And uh, children have been hurt multiple times inside this cult. What uh, cult like entity? <laughs> what what kind of religion is it? Uh, does it take, uh, you know, is it based off like Christianity? Is it its own thing? Scientology? Like Yeah. Um, so it's based off of both Christianity and Judaism. Okay. It's a very weird mix. Um, now there's even, so I have a friend that I visit down in Colorado Springs in Colorado. And uh, there's this little tiny kind of cute, like hippie town called Manitou Springs. Um, and I know I'm getting like, really specific i promise there's a point but <laughs> um they the 12 tribes apparently run a tea shop down there um and i've been to that tea shop and they are some of the nicest folks in there too which is why when we were kind of going through this research it was so horrific but the way everyone knows them in that community it goes oh this is um a cafe that's just run by this jewish family and i was like oh how cool so they close on like saturdays or whatever for sabbath and i was like okay yeah no that's totally understandable and then I started to do more research into this, and I was like, oh, my God, they're that Christian 12 tribes people that take elements of Judaism while also still believing in, like, fundamental Christianity. It is it is the weirdest. I don't know how to fully explain how strange this is, but it it's absolutely wild. Well, as soon as you mentioned the child abuse, I'm like, major yikes all, all around. Yeah, and that child abuse goes down to newborns as well. I believe they had documentation as early as six what? months. Holy shit. Yeah. They Monsters. believe that um, even as an infant, you should know essentially like the grace or wisdom of God. So if you were crying in church during a church sermon while a six-month newborn, uh, you were subject to be beat. The child was. It's monstrous. The abuse is intrinsic in this community. They claim it's not, um, but, you know, court documents and stuff say otherwise. Well, uh, I guess uh, yeah, look forward to that one, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> just some casual viewing. <laughs> yeah, um, um, very casual. <laughs> uh, okay, so then I guess that that puts it into focus. So when I wanted to ask you that second yep. question, like, <laughs> did, do you feel now that uh, there is, considering the size of your channel, some pressure to talk about stories like that that other people aren't bringing up? Yeah, um, I absolutely, one hundred percent. I think now that the channel has surpassed, um, I think we surpassed a million subscribers. Um, I think it's, it's insanely important because I have the, the Clean up your room. in most cases and I have the funding as well. Like, you know, for a, like a smaller channel, even I can say for myself, when I was much smaller, um, a video being demonetized was huge. I'd fight with the YouTube algorithm for days trying to get it monetized. And what do I have to, you know, tweak? What do I have to move this, that, and the other thing to, to make it monetizable? Because you know, if we don't get that video monetized, like none of us are getting paid. Mm -hmm. And, and and that means me because I pay my editors and everyone before me. So I was like, you know, everyone needs to get paid. And then maybe the, the leftovers, I'll, I'll collect some too. And um, now I, I'm lucky that a fourth of the channel can be demonetized because we have advertisers and sponsors who really do allow, you know, the channel, the freedom to cover topics that we otherwise can't, even when YouTube absolutely suppresses us. Um, I know last year I did a video on, oh shoot, um, um, the Uyghur Muslims in mm -hmm. China. That video was suppressed to hell. And not only was it poorly suppressed uh, by YouTube, but they blocked my channel from really being seen in sub boxes for a good month and a half because of it. And it hurt, but not getting the message out hurt. A little bit more if that makes sense like the video didn't make money it hurt a month and a half almost two months of of content and i was okay with that because 
there is a responsibility, I think, to talk about things even when they're uncomfortable or scary, bad, mad, all of the above. Um, yeah, I totally think there is a certain level of responsibility that I have to take now. And I'm okay with that. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that in the kind of, uh, I would say, field or category that you're in, uh, it's usually very male-dominated. Um, and I'm just curious, seeing as how you are one of the bigger channels that, again, is doing these kind of things, uh, if what your experience has been and maybe the potential, like, has there been backlash uh, as a result of that? Or maybe even just by virtue of being a VTube um, a creator as well? You know, that's kind of interesting. I've never really thought of that. Um, I, so <laughs> I don't really talk to anybody. I feel really bad about saying that. I've really kind of, um, in the beginning part of YouTube, 2019 and 2020, um, I really talked to a lot of YouTubers. I tried to reach out to everyone and talk to people and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And with 2021 and now 2022, I've really learned to just keep to myself. Um, I don't really talk to other YouTubers. I have a very small, close-knit circle of friends. I don't watch channels that are similar to me. Um, main, that one's mainly out of fear because if they cover a similar topic to me, I'm afraid that maybe they'll say like some cool quip and then I'll unknowingly like remember it and then spit it back out in a script later on mm. as like a reaction piece. And then I, you know, I'm like, oh my God, they said it first. It's because I heard them months ago and it just never processed. So it sucks because this is like my favorite style of content to watch is the type that I create. And I, I can't watch my own like content anymore from other creators. So I, I don't really know what they're doing. I know I'm mutuals with a lot of them on Twitter. I think they're great people sending out, you know, great messages. And it sucks that I can't actually be, you know, an enjoyer of their content anymore, because I have to, I, I'm just so afraid of, I don't want to say tainting because like, I think that's a really negative word, but of being influenced maybe by something they have said. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I don't watch that kind of content anymore. I just kind of watch cooking videos now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't feel any competition or, you know, hatred or anything. I just kind of stay in my lane. I post, you know, on Instagram pictures of me and my dog from time to time. And I just do what I'm going to do. I talk to my team and then, you know, at the end of the day, I turn off the computer and I walk away and I try to have a little bit of a semblance of a personal life. Yeah, that's, I know it's that's very boring, healthy. But... Well, I was, I was going to add, uh, I, I have to thank you again for coming on the show. Then I didn't know that you were completely detached from from other like content creators and stuff like that. Yeah. And so <laughs> I had to be strongly convinced, honestly, to reply. And so there's there's a few people on on Twitter, um, not Twitch, Twitter who have like messaged me and stuff. And I honestly have the time I'm too afraid to respond back. Mm -hmm. And so like, I had actually watched your content before I started to kind of take a more political um, stance on some of my topics. And once that happened, I said, Nope, I, I can't watch anymore because it's not because I didn't like, you know, what you were doing. It was because I was so afraid that I was like, maybe he's going to say some cool quips, some good points, something like that. And then I'm going to, unmistakably parrot the same thing and then i'm either going to be accused of being a copycat stealing from a smaller channel um any of those kinds of things so i just i i turn a lot of stuff off and then the other thing is i know that every once in a while i'll see like in trending or something and youtubers that there'll be like you know um streamers and 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 youtubers fighting with each other over <laughs> it is and it is I a weird really war the names are and so i feel really bad so i feel like ask um my one of my roommates, uh, I think he's been <laughs> vibing in the chat. Actually, it's uh, Oz Media. He's another YouTuber. Um, we've been roommates for like years, and um, cool. and he has to like tell me like I'll be like, hey, what's what's this person like? Who are they? And he goes, oh, um, this person like believes in this. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm like, is this like a good person or something? And he's like, well, he's like this person's like had this kind of take before. And I was like, oh okay and then i'll you know and i'll try and like look for some kind of synopsis as to maybe who they are some kind of intro thing on their channel and then i'll just go about my day so it's like i i feel really bad and that's part of the reason why i was afraid i was like are we going to talk about like political people like other streamers and stuff because i'm like i don't i don't know much about them to be honest and i feel really bad about that yeah no no no. i, I have no i had no intention of bringing a guest on to uh to just like uh create drama or stir the tea uh even, even though i know you've been drinking the cartoon tea this whole time 
Um, it, it, it is, it, it is a bizarre thing though, because I, I'm, I'm someone who does do, uh, like, uh, video essays like yourself as well, um, as stream, but there, you're, you're right. There does seem to be a constant clash between, you know, the streamers and the YouTube video essayists and, and never the two shall mix or something like that. Um, I guess, uh, I just thought you're reading now. Um, I I guess uh, one of the other things I wanted to ask is, since you do follow a lot of these things like scams, malpractices, uh, people who are selling uh, enhancement pills, shall we say, um, what's what's something that you think a lot of people should look out for, especially just like if they are every everyday average consumers uh, that they might not be self aware of. The everyday average consumer, first of all should be aware of something that seems too good to be true. I, I know that's that's not new information that's been out there time and time again. A lot of MLMs um, and, and people who shell for them, or shill, I've been saying shell the whole time, I apologize, but it's okay. <laughs> people who, who shell for <laughs> them, it's this idea of, hey, we know things are tough right now, and we're going to help you, or here's this opportunity to help you. So when looking at MLMs and scams, Look for that because the reality is you can totally like a salesperson because and, and that's their job, sales, but they are still trying to sell you something and you need to be aware of that. And if someone's trying to introduce you to a product and it's just a little too much of an emotional appeal, perhaps you need to take a step back and look at it. The other thing is literally just type in XYZ company scam, XYZ company MLM, XYZ company pyramid scheme. If someone's pressuring you, to do something, buy something, invest in something immediately. And it's, no, you can't do this later. You have to do this now. That should be a huge red flag in anyone's book. It, you should have the time to sit down, to decompress with what you've learned, to look it up and verify or find information that proves opposite of what you've been told about this company product or whatever. That's kind of what I try and live by which is why I have uh, typically it takes me a long time to make decisions as well too, which is both good and bad. And I, I understand that, but that's why I move so slowly with a lot of things is I need the time to sit and process it and then understand what's happening because otherwise I think you make really uninformed decisions and some people are better at making snap decisions. I'm not. And I know that. So that's why I'm not going to sit here and fool anybody. I'm going, yeah, I'm not good at this. So I need to sit down and process it before, you know, coming to a conclusion. And I think that's something that I think, everyone really could use in just about every aspect of their life. It's okay to take a step back and see what is the bigger picture. It's really good advice. Uh, I guess one of the last things I want to ask you is it's from lots of mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Fall, falling over is how we get there. Um, how did, uh, how did the entire uh, V2 persona uh, that you go by come about? Yeah. So the pyramid, um, it was totally by coincidence it was, um, gosh, uh, back in the Reddit days, so in early 2019, people started making me fan art. I think I had about maybe 9,000 subs, and it was, the, it was the coolest thing ever because I was like, oh, my God, like, fan art for me, and people didn't really know, like, who I was. I had an Instagram. I, I do have, you know, a face. I put my face out there from time to time, but um, I just, I think a lot of times people do see... I don't know how to say this nicely. I'm going to try and see if I can phrase this nicely. A lot of times I've noticed that when, when someone sees a female and like female presenting person and there maybe are a little too done up or whatever. And I'm someone who likes to put on the fake eyelashes and the fake nails and the hair extensions and everything. I like being high maintenance, but um, people will see that. And there are some people who get this, um, sense that I by default them am stupid and I don't know what I'm talking about anymore I've lost my prowess to be considered intelligent and so the sad reality is that being a pyramid being this digital figure actually gives me more clout in that way more fair representation to be able to make a point and it also helps that my voice is a little lower and and not as high-pitched as other um other female voices tend to be and that works in my favor. Early on in my career um, in YouTube, everyone used to make fun of me. Um, I used to, I used to be called the Tiesler. I was, you know, are are you really a man? And you know, you're trans and all, every trans slur under the planet. 
Um, I got compared to being Blair White because we're both named Blair. And I, you know, I got a lot of hate for my voice because like, well, you sound like a dude. And now in like 20, late 2021, 2022, I've started to see comments where people are like, oh my God, I love your voice. It's so relaxing. And it makes me want to cry because I'm like, oh my God, like people are just okay with me being me now. And it's, it's been easier essentially to have this facade of being a pyramid because I feel that even though it's a little cartoon running around, people take it more seriously than if I was there sitting all done up with my hair curled and my eyelashes and extensions and everything. And it, it's sad or it is what it is. People can take what they want from it. But that's unfortunately the experience that I've calculated that has made obviously my internet presence more successful in the channel better off. Um, you can take away from that what you want, but that's what I've unfortunately noticed. I mean, I think I completely agree with the uh, the chat. I've, your voice is really calming and relaxing. I, I don't I don't see why anyone would take offense to it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a huge insecurity when I started YouTube. Um, I got made fun of so much. Like it it hurt really deeply, and you know, just that people and and it wouldn't for the record. Um, it wouldn't matter even if even if I was trans and not cis. Um, it shouldn't fucking matter. And it was just weird that people would try to use that as a teardown argument to try and be like, you're invalid. Your stance on this isn't, it doesn't fucking matter. Stupid woman with deep voice. And I'm like, okay, stupid woman with deep voice. I'm just going to go sit in my corner now. Wow. That's yeah. I'm sorry. That's absolutely terrible. Um, it's okay. uh, for, for what it's worth, the, the, the whole uh, pyramid motif uh, is really cool. Um, I, and I think it I throws like people it. off, too, because I think when you first click on your thumbnails or see it, they might think like it is an actual conspiracy channel just because, you know, you've got the, the pyramid eye and everything. And it's just like, oh, where, where I think the first time I ever watched one of your videos, that's what I initially thought. It was it was something that, about a topic I was interested in. But then I saw the like the cartoon avatar and immediately it was like, oh, is this like a conspiracy <laughs> theory channel? And then, you know, obviously admitted in. I was like, oh, no, it's well, not. It's debunking. And, and it's just a joke. You know, and it's funny because now the the name Illuminati, the way it's spelled, which should be the it should be the first indicator that something's going to funky town. You know, something's not not mm -hmm. quite Illuminati conspiratorial here, but the pyramid head, all of it's a fun joke to me because I love the Illuminati conspiracies. And as I've started to talk about politics, it's an excellent weeder tool for just absolutely batshit crazy people in my comment section. They're like, I can't stand for this video anymore being lied to by this Masonic pyramid temple having witch. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, it's me, the pyramid having witch. Hello. <laughs> so I'm okay with that. It's been a great weeder tool now. And I just think it's funny. It's literally the whole way the brand is set up is just to piss off people who just want to be pissed off for no reason. It's just like, ha, point and laugh. There it is. The person that's easily upset. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm sorry, like a purple and like, green kind of pyramid running around like that's what's got your panties twisted like okay for sure, for sure. <laughs> oh that's awesome um i guess the last thing i'll ask is is what um outside of that project you got coming up the um the one on 12 tri uh, 12 tribes which i'll definitely be watching because that sounds absolutely horrifying and no one i think really has talked about that yet um what's what's the the future for uh, your channel are you going to continue making these are you going to spin off and and start a crash course style thing like the vlog brothers or uh have you found your niche well i think i'm really happy with what i'm doing um if i'm going to be honest um upcoming projects i'm looking right now at my little spreadsheet of all the upcoming projects on another screen and i got some i've got some very cool stuff coming up i'm going to be actually talking about rudy giuliani here in april nice great guy to talk about right oh yeah um but for other projects i i've tried a lot of stuff on youtube I think that's probably the fairest thing to say. And and on Twitch. I've done streaming on Twitch. I stream a little bit now on YouTube. I'm I don't know why I'm happier over there than I am on Twitch. Doesn't matter. But um a little bit of streaming, but it's more casual for me. It's not something I'm really like, oh, I, I have to stream every day, all day, all the time. It's just kind of if I'm in a good mood, I'm gonna stream. If I'm not in a good mood, I'm not gonna stream. I'm happy with the three episodes I do every week. Um and, and the podcast. I'm I'm really pleased with how those are performing. And for side projects, I, really, the, the only thing is I, I started a candle company, something oh, cool. out of a craft, out of a hobby that I did. Um, and I don't want to get too into the details. I don't think I'm allowed to disclose yet. 
but um, we've been picked up by a PR company and they are putting the candle company. We're going to be featured in a couple of national magazines, um, TV segments, things like that. So I would really like to, you know, keep what I'm doing here. Cause I think what I'm doing is a net positive. Um, I, I think bringing this information to people in a way that's easy to digest. And I, I guess as I'm learning or have been learning in the past year, really um, with a pleasant kind of tone of voice to help make it easier to digest information. I think that's important to have. And then just working on candles. I, I love it. I created this really luxury ethical, sustainable thing. I'm not going to try and sell it. I, I think that maybe is a little tacky, but I worked really hard because if I'm going to stand behind that brand, it has to stand and pass all of the things that I believe and the things that I say publicly, because otherwise I'm nothing but a hypocrite. So true. So yeah, is the whole thing going to work the- where people basically uh, sell your candles and then we have to recruit more people to sell your candles, exactly. but then there are tears exactly. underneath yeah, them. It, and then, Okay. Then awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, just uh, <laughs> sign me up. All right. I got to, I'll, I'll get got my it. fans on board and <laughs> we'll get that multi-level marketing going. <laughs> Um, Illuminati, Blair, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I know, uh, I know it's something, uh, I guess you were scared to do, but I hope it wasn't too, uh, too frightening. No, you, you were absolutely awesome. And everyone in the chat, you guys have been really awesome too. Congratulations on hitting the donation go- goal of $5,000 right before this even started. That is fantastic what you and your community have been able to accomplish. I think that's something that should absolutely be celebrated. Oh, and I can't thank you enough for donating. Uh, that was, uh, that was a really wholesome way to start the show. Yeah, of course. I, I absolutely support, you know, whatever's going on out there right now. I've got many words for Russia and they're not good. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I really appreciated it. And thank you to everyone for, for listening as well, too. Thanks so much. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. So you've just been listening to an episode of The Surf Times. And if you enjoy it and want to see The Surf Times, you can go to wearesurfs.com or watch the live shows at thesurfs.tv. And also everywhere social media is sold, basically thesurfs.tv. You'll find us there, twitter.com slash thesurfstv, for example. It would also help us out tremendously if you could leave a good review of this podcast if you enjoyed it, either on, I don't know, iTunes or wherever you're podcasting. Apparently it does help. And yeah, we hope to see you soon. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Just, we beseech thee to smite down our enemies. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your humble court jesters here to amuse you. To our lords, Trevor R., we give thanks for this spit of land for us to eke out this meager existence. To our knights, Merid, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruby Kelly, Ellie Leslie, Alex P., Brandon, Words Greenwood, Nate, that one guy, Hagbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Daniel Sutton, Coulter Smith, Val 9000, Jenna Tall, Quiet 185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, The Tim Caucus, Multi Mondi, Trevor Yanis, Lemmy 101, Anthropophojack, Seren 42, Catherine, Radical Maniac, Ramon Acosta, Nkosin, Violet Orchard, Sophie Baby, Political Puppy, Andreas Chiringuito, Zach Christensen, Josh Mickelson, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We raise our flag in a veil, and we salute you, our friends. <laughs>